A Shot of Wrestling, episode 94, and away we go. I be busting, freestyles and stone cold strutting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, undertaker change, sit in the fire or get pooed like Roman brain. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack and patty yag the face. Run the place now So phenomenal And I'm breaking the walls down You're about to get hit We going off the script If you don't submit You get hit with the super kick We talk at WWE It's a shot of wrestling With Green Man and MJT Hello, hello, hello And welcome to another epi- no, tried. episode Of a shot of wrestling I am your host At Michael J. Putty Green Man's here with me Yet again, what's up, buddy? That's right. The face of the franchise. The green one is here. Oh, pompous. Where it's all right. You know, I, I've, I am the face of the franchise. People recognize me when I go out and they're like, oh, you're the green man from a shot of wrestling. So I'm, awesome. just, a, I'm just chop liver? Yeah, those two people. Oh, that's um, nice. That's fine. You, and then you have like a one person who I think recognized you once at a bar. That was it. But ladies and gentlemen, we are on our way to episode 100. Really excited to be back here. A lot has been going on. Uh, in the news, you saw all those crazy wildfires? Yeah. That's nuts, bro. That's bananas. Nuts. It, it kind of feels like Kane is responsible. He's trying to out The Miz, trying to get him to come back to WWE because he'll have no home except to come back on the road. How so? Well, you Kane, know, like Kane liked The Miz. Huh? Doesn't Kane like the Miz? Uh, well, they have a problem. Maybe, maybe there, there's some some rivalry that we don't know about. You know, but what we know by now, huh? I, we maybe we will know mm. on the next episode of a shot of wrestling. Let's stay tuned. Kayfabe news, fake news, yeah. fake news. But it's crazy. How how did they get started? By the way, you're you're someone who who's very intelligent, who knows a lot about current events. How do wildfires just get started? There's a multitude of reasons. Okay, just how? the heat it could be dry grass from the the hot. California sun, mm-hmm. with because there's uh, no water over there. Okay, could be a campfire, could be a stuff a cigarette. So who knows? It could wow. be a multitude of reasons. You know, it's crazy. I keep seeing like all the like the houses that are getting burned. Like you see a burnt down house, and yeah. then like they that pan sucks. out, and they're the house that just burned down was like a multi million dollar mansion. Yep. So like, part of me is like, okay, that sucks, but then. I'm sure you have a lot of money. You probably could get yourself another house. Yeah, but you can't that's replace a, memories. No, that is it is really sad. Very sad. But um, yeah. Um, See that picture of them driving the highway that looked look like a fake movie screen of it's just firewood and fire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, those, I saw, those fake. One of the things that that got me the most was when there was this woman who was trying to protect her home and she was literally watering her deck. Mm. Just to make sure that, you know, the fire doesn't spread to her home. I was like, damn, like, you have to be out there for that long, like, breathing in all that horrible smoke to really... And, and like, she's doing it with a hose. It's not even like she's, like, you know, firefighter with a big hose trying to water everything down. It's like her garden hose. And I'm like, it doesn't look like you're doing much. Yeah, but it's but like a cartoon. I, <laughs> but more power to you, because I'd probably be doing the same thing, you know? Would you? Well, I have a family now. If if I lived alone and it was my bachelor pad, hell yeah. Um, but now with my family, uh, I would probably get my family out of there. I would take the opportunity to know, hey, 
there's nothing that could be done. The best thing I could do is thank God that I have time to kind of grab my things, grab what's important to me, and get the fuck out of there. Okay. Crazy. It's crazy that they... So, LA deals with wildfires, earthquakes. Mudslides. That's crazy. Yep. And what do we deal with here in New York City? We deal with snowstorms. Blizzards. Blizzards. Nor'easters. Hurricanes. The occasional earthquake. Minor earthquakes. Yeah. I think I think California has it a lot worse. That's a bit of a model. To me. <laughs> well, Michael J. Putty, we are gearing up for episode 100. So yes, we are. One of the things we like to do that we've been doing for the past few episodes is kind of taking a look back. Mm-hmm. Way back. Okay. Um, this week, you have a clip that you want us to go back to. What do you have for us tonight? We like to go back and to listen to you know, classic moments of our show. Yeah. So this week is not that. <laughs> okay. This week is just um, to highlight your horrible karaoke singing. Oh, my God. And maybe if you hear no. it, you can. It's like, it's like an intervention. Oh, my God. If you hear it, you can be aware of it and you can you know, maybe stop. <laughs> karaoke? Or picking that song. It's, it's like my love. It's like my third love next to it's. It's like my son. Okay, me. It's like my fourth love. It's like my son, my wife, shot of wrestling, and then karaoke. <laughs> Not to this. Remain. There you go. You there, <clears throat> Michael J. Michael J. I'm fucking talking. What took so long? Dude, they they got they're, they're gonna start karaoke over here oh, soon. Jesus Christ! You know, you know, I may I may have to spend the night here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do. You gotta yeah drag me away from some Which good old karaoke. It's a nice tease. I <laughs> thought about that fucking inauguration the rest of the hour and a half. Um, how's the bar down there tonight? How's Charlie doing? Ah, uh, Charlie's doing great. Bartending. You turned your microphone on too early. The, the the it's already set up. Remember, I set yeah. up before I come down here. That's the well, only who way. Who turns it on? The magic of this show yeah, works. But who turns it on? Someone has to turn it on. Charlie. That's what I'm saying. He turned it on too early. Exactly. Oh, Charlie. Well, let me tell you what we got today. Because it is inaugurational Saturday. Friday. Yeah. You know, and we are celebrating Do you know what the inauguration America. is? Huh? Do you know what the inauguration usually is? It's on um, uh, inauguration day. Yeah, which comes is? up on the calendar. Which is when? It is January. Yes. Uh, 20th. Every year? Every time? Uh, or is it the, the third Friday of the month? It is the third Friday of the month. Uh, you're wrong. January 20th. <laughs> yeah. Fooled again, Michael J. You know Games what? with Michael J. Putty. Michael hates. No one calls me that. But we got, because we're celebrating today, and, and we're going to celebrate uh, Some Kurt Angle, too. Kurt yeah. Angle, you know, getting into the Hall of Fame. Spoiler alert. This one's going to be called the Red, White, and Blue Mini Shot. The Blue Mini Shot? Blue mini shot. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I already had too many shots of wrestling. I've only been down there. Jesus. Well, three simple ingredients in this one here. We have vodka. Vodka. We're going to pour that over this glass right here. Okay. Uh, grenadine. Okay. And blue curacao. Okay. Okay. Pour it over ice. We're going to shake it up. Okay. It's a... Uh, Quantities is like a third of each. Sometimes okay. I add a little bit more of the uh, the vodka just for shits and giggles. And then we shake it up. Shake, shake, shake. Okay. Pour it over. And, uh, oh, Mike. Oh, not, not this Mike. Uh, uh, okay. 
Mikey, Mikey, do you mind if I do one song before I head back up? Uh, yeah, I kind of fucking do. Come on. They put me on deck. They bumped me up. They bumped me up. Mike, you know, you know Mike always takes care of us. He, he bumped me up. Well, somebody, Let me just do one song. Did you send somebody up with my drink? Huh? I'll bring it up with me when I come up. Okay. No, right. don't do a fucking song. I'm going to do a song. We got a lot of news to come and not that much time, so we need you up here as soon as possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, to- I'm totally going to be right right up there as soon as possible. It's like five minutes to get down there. As soon as possible. You need to leave right now. Psych. I'm going to do a song. <laughs> it, it, it's impossible. You just got down there. Can you turn your mic up? Three minutes. Anybody? Day, I see clearly everything has come to life. Fear the place and the broken dreams that we leave it all behind. Everything has come to life. Not a chance to change. The tree, the chair, the that's 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 enough. Damn, that sucked. That was a little bit rough. I wholeheartedly apologize. I figured he turned his mic off at least, but then again, he didn't turn it on. Hmm. Did you hear that? Oh my gosh! Why? Why would you do that to me? It's a li- life lesson intervention. <laughs> you know, you know. I'm, the only thing I, I mean, have... you didn't come first place in a karaoke competition like no, yours like, truly. So no. I'm just take this as advice. It's a professional opinion. Yeah, you know, I should take it because you did come first place in a karaoke yeah, competition. Right. Uh, Michael J. Putty, karaoke champion over here. But um, I'm going to get came from the king of karaoke. It wasn't some <laughs> schmuck doing a part time job. It was the king of karaoke who gave me that certificate. You're right. I'm going to post that picture on Instagram. You should. <laughs> I'm going to give you the advice. Do I still have that? Fuck yeah, I still have that. Michael J. Putty, I'm going to give you the advice that has been given to me so many times when we're seeing karaoke. When you take more shots of wrestling, I sound so much better. All right? Mm-hmm. So just keep taking some more shots and and and, and I'll sound really good. So, so, so no worries about it. Okay. I'm good. I'll try that. I'm good. Uh, but uh, all right. I, I'm, I'm still in it. Still love karaoke. Anybody who loves karaoke, hit me up on my DM. That's WWE Green Man on Instagram and on Facebook. What's up? Holla. Uh, Michael J. Putty, I just came back from WrestlePro this past week. Amazing. Okay. It was it was a really good show. Like I feel like there's a lot of companies out there who put on all right uh, wrestling shows. I think this is probably one of the the ones that hits the top of my tier right now. They did a really great job. I'm looking forward to the next WrestlePro show. Luckily, this one was in Brooklyn. It was a bitch to get to, by the way. Yep. I had to take, like, because it came right after work, so I had to take, like, the 6, mm-hmm. the N, the R, all the way to the boondocks of Brooklyn. But I'll do it again. And the person who introduced me to go to that show, we teased a part of the interview earlier this weekend in Minisode. But here, exclusively on a Shot of Wrestling episode 94, we have Sean Donovan, the genuine article. All right, Michael J. Putty, you know I have always wanted to do this. So... Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you 
the genuine article, Sean Donovan. How are you there, my man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. That's probably the the best, uh, I would say, ring introduction anyone's given me, and it's not even inside of a ring. (laughs) You know, we try to do our best, and we're doing a couple things differently here, because usually we take a few shots of wrestling while we speak about wrestling. It just gets the conversation flowing, but I have it under good authority that you are a big coffee drinker. Put two sugars and a Splenda on that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's (laughs) get some espresso in there, maybe a shot of Bailey's in that, and we'll we'll be off and running. Well, we have to make it a little bit Irish for, because it is a shot of wrestling, of course. <laughs> is, is there is there a specific coffee brand that you're really into, by the way? Uh, for me, it's Cafe Bustello. Mm. Um, I like all types of coffee, but um, that bad boy gets me going every single morning. So Now, are you a uh, Keurig kind of guy or are you a Nespresso kind of guy? Uh, a little bit of both. I have both actually in my house. I have a Keurig and an Nespresso machine, so I use both. Well, then that totally ruins my Christmas present for you. Darn. <laughs> Well, you can never have too many Keurigs, that's for sure. You, you should have one in each room. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So let's dive right in. As a fan of professional wrestling, what has been your favorite wrestling moment? Wow, um, man, that's a tough one to say. I, the first one that comes to my mind uh, of being a fan um, and kind of a two-stepper here, I was always into the villains. Uh, mm. For some reason, that was always my cup of tea. I was never really into the the, the, the good guys so much, but I, I think for me, on the opposite end, I think that the, the moment that really struck me a lot was Ultimate Warrior winning the title at WrestleMania Six. Mm. There was just something about the way the show ended. You know, he's on the ropes, and you just get that shot of however many thousands of people. The music's going on off the pyros going off that was uh that was a really awesome moment um for me i think as a fan there were a lot of other moments i'm sure i'm probably skipping out on but that's the first that really comes to my mind that really resonated with me from an entertainment standpoint and trying to help shape and evolve me you know going in the direction of wanting to do uh to do this as a, as a living or uh, aspiring living so to speak well, it's interesting you bring that up. Is Are there any other events in your life that have shaped who you are in the ring or as a person growing into this business? Uh, yeah, I mean, and not one that, that really is to say there was one over the other. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough my, my living in the in the East Coast, New Jersey area and being so close to Madison Square Garden, Nassau Coliseum, the Meadowlands. Yeah. I, I was very fortunate enough to have really awesome parents that took me to as many events as they could could when i was a kid i mean so many live events when when wwf was at the garden or at the meadowlands you know once every other month on a regular basis in the in the in the late 80s early 90s and then growing up in the attitude era going to you know see raw you know 96 97 that whole era so there wasn't necessarily one one event but i think all those events somehow just kind of shaped my passion i mean you hear of a lot of kids going to events and stuff like that but i mean i was insane about it i mean my parents drove me down to Atlantic City for WrestleMania 4 and 5. And wow. I, I couldn't tell you how many live events I would go to every single year. My parents were so awesome to to feed my passion and drive me everywhere. So not necessarily one specific event, but I think all of them played a huge part in in that overall presentation of, of the environment that I wanted to be in. So you're talking about WrestleMania 4 and 5 in Atlantic City. Million Dollar Man, that was, that was the big time yeah. for him. 
Now, you recently oh, yeah. were in the ring with him. How is that feeling of you as a little kid and then being in the ring with someone that you saw in the ring as a fan? Yeah, it's it's very surreal in a way. Um, uh, a lot of us backstage, you know, it's funny, after that segment, a lot of us backstage, I came back, they were just like, we were all little kids watching at the monitor, you know, watching this go down as much as I was a little kid in the ring doing that. And talk about, you know, being more of a person who's a fan of villains. Uh, I was a huge fan of of Ted DiBiase as as a kid growing up I just loved the way he was able to you know manipulate the crowd and then to be able to be in the ring even for just something like that was kind of mind-blowing you know somebody that you grow up idolizing and you know you aspire to be in this business and you train your butt off and and hope to you know have some good matches but to actually be in the ring with someone that you idolize and respect is on a whole other level and then to be able to kind of go toe-to-toe with that individual and get some really respectful and positive feedback afterwards I think is even more of a testament where a lot of those guys can come in do their thing and leave but to actually take the time afterwards to kind of pay you a compliment or kind of go over some feedback with you is is on a whole other level Mm -hmm. now you've gotten some great opportunities with WrestlePro recently because that's not the only legend that you were able to share a ring with. You also um, got into the ring with Jake the Snake. Uh, how, how are all these opportunities coming to fruition for you right now? I, I think it's a combination of ideas that were, were thrown around for something that I'm, that I'm doing now uh, in those two cases. By the way, is the was- neck feeling okay? Uh, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, some days the feeling is better. Other days it's very cramped, but it, you know, that's what we get into and that's, you know, what we sign up for. So you, you have to take the good with the bad, right? But, uh, you know, with, with these opportunities, it was just a, a combination of conversations and ideas thrown around and, it kind of started uh, a number of months earlier in the summer doing something with uh, Stu Bennett, formerly known as uh, Wade Barrett, yep. uh, with WrestlePro. We did something in, in Keyport, and it just kind of uh, evolved from there. And, um, you know, I, I've always been of the belief that, you know, you got to maximize your minutes and you've got to um, take what's given to you and expand upon it, you know, maximize the opportunity that you have. So, you know, whether it's being in a, a four or, or five minute match or in a three or four minute segment, um, you know, go out there and, and make yourself appealing to the fans to where you can't be denied, where right. they want you, whether, whether it's in a match or in a segment and make yourself valuable to that promotion um, no matter where you're placed on the card. And that's something I was taught very early on that I've always um, held very close to my heart of, okay, I got three, four minutes. Okay. How can we really make this work and how can we get the most out of it in the time that we're given? Well, while we're speaking about advice, that's great advice. Is there any other advice throughout the years that, that have really just stayed with you in your heart that you're like, yes, this is something that is consistently in my mind. I'm really focused on it and I can't appreciate the person enough for giving me that advice. What is it? Um, well, there's that advice that I just kind of learned over the years, which has really, uh, you know, always stuck with me, which was, you know, basically every opportunity you're given, maximize your time. But I think the other good advice that, that was always given to me was by, uh, Chris Candido, who, um, you know, spent some time in, in the training facility that I was at coming up. And he always said, um, don't take yourself seriously 
take what you do in the ring seriously. Mm. Uh, and, and that always stuck with me from a entertainment and a character standpoint. You know, for me, I, I take what I do in the ring extremely seriously as far as the story goes and what we're trying to achieve. But I, I don't take myself as a character seriously. Uh, I think, you know, like anything in entertainment, you have to put yourself out there and not be afraid to take chances and put your yourself or your character in different situations you never know what's going to come up people might find it funny it might go in a different direction and turn serious but you know never take yourself too seriously to the point where you almost um i want to say work yourself out of opportunities yeah now you you've been in the business for the better half of two decades uh yeah how how different are your goals now than from what they were when you were just getting started uh, I think now probably I want to say more serious now than, than ever. Not that it wasn't serious. I think, you know, I started in, in the middle of 2001, my, my training. And I think at that point I was just, you know, I was a hungry kid learning the business, just wanting to learn everything about it and how it worked and, and how everything is supposed to be done. And of course, like any, anybody, you know, the moves are cool. We all want to learn the moves and, I think at a certain point coming through my training, I was just very appreciative and happy to be given the opportunity. So I think I was kind of not coasting along, but I was comfortable that I was just happy being in it. And, uh, you know, as the years progressed and evolved and I had some different opportunities, my my passion changed a little bit for the better. Uh, of course, we all go through ups and downs and, 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 you know, there were times where my passion kind of faded. You know, I took some time off here and there. Uh, and then I want to say over the last couple of years after taking a, a, a longer hiatus in, in mm-hmm. 2011, 2012, coming back in, in 2013, uh, I, I think I came back with a, with a real positive chip on my shoulder and, I wasn't out to prove, not necessarily anybody wrong. I was out to prove something to myself Okay. Uh, that, you know, I still have a shot. And, and even if I don't ever necessarily make it to a, a larger platform, you know, let, let's say, for example, a WWE or mm-hmm. a Ring of Honor or, or whatnot, um, I think I'm going to be satisfied and very happy with myself when my body tells me that it's time to hang it up, that I was able to focus myself on a more serious level and go out there and prove that I can hang with anybody, um, including those that are half my age, yeah. um, and be able to put on some really entertaining, you know, um, segments or, or matches, um, and really being able to show that I can uh, diversify my style a little bit. You know, I'm a very old school um, style kind of a wrestler, but showing that I can I can thrive in this new style as well. So uh, and with that being said, you know, 2017, as it comes to a close, has been probably I want to say has been my my best year in, in wrestling. And for some, it, it happens after, you know, five, 10 years um, for someone like me, it, it's it's happening closer to that. 16 17 year mark well you have gotten into the ring with legends is are are there some legends down the line that you're like i want to get in the ring with that person Uh, 
it's it's hard to say. Uh, obviously, you know, again, somebody like a Chris Candido, I uh, would love to, but obviously that mm-hmm. is, you know, unfortunate of guys that there were a lot of guys that I really idolized and that unfortunately have passed away and are no longer with us. But uh, I want to say, you know, present day from from a legendary standpoint, um, if I could get in the ring with an Arn Anderson, who is, you know, my number one. Um, you know, that would be, you know, an amazing thing. Guys that I grew up really watching and idolizing um, and have patterned my style after a little bit of, I want to say Terry Funk or Stan Hansen or a Hollywood John Tatum. Those guys are, are guys that I really grew up idolizing that if I had an opportunity to get in the ring with them, that would be my ultimate. Well, Sean, we have a big saying on the show here. It's pretty much turned into our motto. It's that wrestling, it brings people together. So who in the business, um, because you've come across a few different people, who in the business do you consider your friends or your mentors? Well, you know, on a mentor level and a friendship level, um, you know, the guys that really helped mentor me, especially over the last decade, guys like, uh, you know, independent standouts, uh, Biggie Biggs, um, uh, Dr. Hertz, who was an independent legend on the East Coast, mm-hmm. um, you know, Danny Moff, who has become, you know, one of my closest friends and a huge mentor right now uh you know for me uh and he's been everywhere he's been all over the world um and you know uh, i think just like him you know he he's having breakout success in in a year and and ultimate matches this year as well um that are real friends you know real friends to me and, and ultimate mentors and obviously i have those that were mentors to me early on that are now out of the business but uh i would say those three um over the last uh decade have really uh, been huge mentors to me and and now even at WrestlePro um guys that are that have been around wrestling as long as I have I consider a mentor because they they have different styles right. so a guy like a Mario Bocara who's been around just as long as me um Pat Buck who runs WrestlePro I I've learned so much from him over the last year uh, on a different way to do things that, that I consider him a mentor as well. So, and then obviously meeting other people along the lines, you know, through the business, as I encounter different promotions, I'm starting to get to know a lot of other different promoters too. And just the way they look at things, even recently working with right coast pro out in Delaware, there's a gentleman by the name of Jim Kittner who ran the original ECWA for, mm-hmm. uh, um, God, over 30 years, I guess you could say, and just sitting and, and just listening as he just comes by and watches the shows, just listening and asking, you know, how how you would have done that differently has, has shaped my vision outside the ring a little more that I would consider him a mentor just as well. Yeah. Now, since you do have a lot more experience than many of the younger guys, I'm sure people, the younger guys are coming up to you and looking for that guidance or for that input. What is one of the things that the younger guys come to you more often for? I think a little bit of everything. Um, I, I, I'm very humbled that, that anyone would, would ask me my advice, you know, and I, I'm a pretty straight shooter when it, when it comes to advice of what I watch and, and what I see. And I, I'm somebody that likes to watch all the matches on a show because I also want to know what's been done already. That's so great, I don't yeah. do the same thing, but mm-hmm. I, I love to watch and still learn. But I think they're just looking for some general advice on what I think they did right or what I think they could have done better or what I think they may have done wrong. Um, and I just try to give them my opinion based on my philosophy on, you know, what, what the right 
the right answer is. And in some cases, it might be, hey, this was in the wrong spot or, or mm-hmm. you know, B, you know, you're going too fast here and or, or you got to slow down at this point. So um, I just try to take, you know, each question, you know, as it comes and just try to be as honest as I can, just like, you know, those before me who gave me the advice or even to this day are going to be honest with me. I think it's this business you never fully perfect. And I think it takes everybody to help each other to put on the best possible product possible. Right. Now with the younger guys, now you're in the trenches. You see a lot more of these people than a lot of the the fans do sometimes because it, I feel like the independent wrestling has try, – it's trying to bring back those territory days where, you know, if yeah. I'm a New York fan, there's certain um, platforms that are just more available to me and are easier to get to. You know, like I – I find it really hard to get out to Rawway, New Jersey, but it's great to have when WrestlePro comes to Brooklyn, you know, but, um, who are those young guys that you, that have really impressed you that if the fans are listening right now, like this is someone that you would urge them, like you need to keep an eye on this person. This guy is awesome. If you haven't seen him yet. Wow. Um, there's so many, it might take a while, but they're, they're um, you know, you, you look at, some of the guys today that are doing some amazing things. And um, the first name comes to my mind just because I had an opportunity to wrestle him this past week. And I had a really uh, fun, awesome match with is uh, Ace Romero, mm. um, a guy, his size, his agility, his speed, his connection to the crowd is, is really awesome. Um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is another one that comes to mind the kid has so much potential and he's been everywhere in such a short period of time. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. There's, there's so many. Um, and again, I, I may be kind of, I, I suppose the word I'm looking for, um, not kind of going towards the wrestle pro realm, but uh, another guy, uh, bear Bronson, um, greater mm-hmm. pro in, in New York, just a big dude who's got so much size and has a, a real good look that I feel he could be like that next monster in, in pro wrestling. And then uh, other guys that I've, I've gotten to know um, and seen on shows, uh, Brandon Scott, who wrestles out of um, Virginia, Maryland area and North Carolina, real good for a guy who's on a smaller size, but can really go, um, Wow, there's a lot. There's Jason Kincaid, who's a real unorthodox style wrestler out of the Carolinas. Um, and there's just, and, I, and forgive me to anybody that I may be leaving out. I'm just trying to think of who comes to uh, to my mind right now. But th- there's so many out there. And the, the talent pool that, that's out, especially along the East Coast lines, because there are so many promotions that are out here, um, you know, is so untapped to a certain level because there is so much talent out there. So with the advent of social media, I think the talent levels are are out there more and more uh, than where they were in in yesteryear. So, um, so forgive me for anyone that I may be leaving out, but uh, those are the names that, that come to mind just, uh, you know, off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I, and I feel also like the independent scene has also changed. Have you noticed a, a change in in how the independent scene is from when you got started to where it is now? Are any pros or cons? De- definitely changing. I mean, I, I first when I first started in, in '01, um, you know, a, a lot of my time was spent with my original promotion for the first couple of years till I really had a a good foundation, a good base. But once I got out there, there weren't still as many promotions running so i mean for example the places that i bounced around to were 
uh, at a time called NWA New Jersey, which then became NWS, was uh, ran by the uh, famed Gino Moore and Dapper Johnny Falco. There was the original ECWA with Jim Kettner. There was Chaotic Wrestling, which is still putting on awesome events up in the, the Massachusetts area. And and then there were some other off-shop promotions that were run by Steve Carino. There was the Monster Factory at that point was still around being run by Larry Sharp. And mm-hmm. to me, that was really it in my early days kind of kind of coming up. And, and nowadays, it seems like on any given night, uh, Saturday, that they're, at least on the East Coast, that there's... Anywhere between seven and eight promotions, sometimes running between New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Connecticut, you know, um, and it's just it. I think it has changed the landscape in some parts for the good and and some parts for the for the for the bad, so to speak, is because when there are so many given shows running and there's so much talent, everyone has to pick and choose where they go. And I think while. To a degree, wrestling is on an upswing. In some cases, the houses that are drawing aren't necessarily um, correlating to that. And I'm not sure exactly what that reasoning is. Uh, I'm sure there's a there's a lot and it's nothing that, you know, we would have enough time to to go in depth for because I could probably Mm -hmm. talk about opinions um, for hours as to why. But there is there is a lot of promotions and, and a lot of them have a good amount of talent spread out. But for some reason, in some cases, houses just aren't drawing as much as as they should. But uh, it's definitely a different time. It's good for me as I'm as I'm you know back in the thick of it because there's so many different places for me to reach out to and obviously see what the right fit is for me on that on that Friday or or Saturday or Sunday. One of the things that I'm really interested on, um, because when you see the green man, you may not notice that there's tattoos and scars. And I feel like tattoos and scars also have their own personal stories. Are there Mm -hmm. any tattoos or scars that you have that have a story that you wouldn't mind sharing with us? I don't necessarily have like scars relating. I mean, I I have a couple of, you know, little tiny scars that are just there from, you know, little things that happened in in a match, I guess. The only tattoo that I guess I can say that I have that is like an emotional scar mm. is I do actually have a tattoo on my uh, ring finger that um, I joke around and say that uh, because once upon a time I, I was married. Okay. Uh, and I jokingly say that uh, I was never really into getting tattoos on fingers, but uh, I, I was I was married for three and a half years and at about the three year mark. Uh, I gave in and got a dual tattoo with my with my ex-wife on my finger that just says love. And I almost I jokingly say now that I felt like that too basically ended my marriage because it was like after that it was kind of the downfall. Yeah. And everything kind of just spiraled. So, you know, I, I look back on it years later and I don't necessarily know if I really truly believe that anymore. But sometimes when I look at it, I just kind of I have some of those pained feelings a little bit. Um, but what I did right after I, I actually got divorced was I got the word live tattooed on the opposite side. Oh, um, cool. Just kind of moving on with my life saying that you still got to live. So mm-hmm. I kind of took something and, and turned, uh, I guess at that point what you would consider a negative and I kind of steamrolled it into a little bit of a positive. So, you know, every day I would get up after that point, I would just look at that side of my finger and it says live and it's just, Hey, you just got to go out there and keep living. So, right. Thing relating to, to to wrestling, you know, the tattoos that I have, you know, I just actually had the barbed wire on my arm redone. And, uh, you know, the original barbed wire was something that everybody got done in the 
was that late nineties. Yeah. yeah, it was that horrible, you know, Jersey Shore barbed wire tattoo <laughs> and that everybody got. And uh, you know, my friends joking at me, they're like, "Hey, what's better than a barbed wire tattoo? Get a bigger barbed wire tattoo on your arm." So, um, <laughs> you know, found a good artist that could cover that up and kind of bring it to to uh, a whole new level. So, um, but that's really it. Yeah, no, no real physical um, scars. Just you know, a lot of. Uh, internal stuff that's happened uh through wrestling but nothing that has a, a major story to it but just that one <laughs> yeah well the, the cool thing about uh tattoos no matter how good or how bad whether it's a positive memory or a negative memory i feel like they're they're a timeline stamp you know a milestone like you know this Absolutely. was a moment in my life and you always keep it because you're you're you just have to remember those times and either find a way that you live through it or find yep. a way that it inspire you to get back to that place because it was a good moment. Um, yeah, that's what I did. I, I basically got the other tattoo and inspired me to just keep doing my thing. Now, before the tram stamp was the tram stamp, the green <clears throat> man got himself a tattoo on his lower back and it was supposed to be really cool, <laughs> but then it became the tram stamp <laughs> and now it's not that cool, but it's still a memory. I remember hey. it was the first thing I got when I was 18. I was like, I'm, I'm so badass and it's huge. But um, yeah, you, you take it back a little bit further, even like the cooler tattoos back in like the early 90s, late 80s was getting the heart tattoo with your name on it or your mom's right. name, there you somebody, go. a girlfriend's name. So I think um, those generations of tattoos evolve. But again, they, they all tell a story. And you know what? Sometimes a good conversation starter, no matter where you are. I mean, you're in a locker room and you pull off your shirt and you're the only guy there with a tramp stamp on. You know, a conversation <laughs> is going to start somewhere. So, uh, you know, what? that's just that, you know, it's almost like an invite to say, hey, get to know me. Yeah. Well, I don't think no one's giving Batista any trouble for his little son around his belly button. So, no, no, not, <laughs> not at all. I think I'll be fine with that. When we're talking about wrestling, we're talking about touring all, all these territories. What is the furthest place that you've ever gone for a wrestling show? And what is the craziest uh, road story that you have? Uh, the furthest that I have uh, wrestled at um, actually is uh, North Carolina. I, I wrestled there. Uh, or I'm sorry, South Carolina. I wrestled there once um, back in 05 or 06 for a, a spot show. Um I haven't really gone as far as the West Coast. I really would like to. I'm just, and I'm actually exploring some of those opportunities now as far as, uh, you know, having some some conversations here and there and seeing if it pans out or goes anywhere. So, mm -hmm. um, but I've pretty much been all up and down the East Coast and uh, central part of the United States over my, uh, my career. I'd say craziest road story is, um, have you ever heard of something called being ghost booked? No, but go ahead okay. and indulge. So um, ghost booking essentially is you're taking a booking, but in reality, the booking doesn't actually exist. Um, so a couple local guys and I in, in 04 uh, made a trip to a spot show. I believe I want to say it was in I want to say it was in Virginia. I may be wrong, mm -hmm. but I know the U.S. And it's a good like five to seven hour drive. And you know, here we are, you know, I pull up the directions on MapQuest, you know, it's like nine pages printed. I've just wasted, you know, a whole entire, uh, it's you nuts know, that you're bringing up MapQuest, by the <laughs> way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I've used an entire ink cartridge just to print out direct, <laughs> um, you know, cause of course it's got to include all the end there with a little map and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, 
you know, we make the drive, we get to this building, and the building's empty. There's no ring truck. There's nobody there. The the doors closed. They're like, all right, this doesn't make any sense. So we drive about, you know, two blocks down the road to uh, the 7-Eleven convenience store, and we're talking to different people in the town. Nobody has any uh, any clue of a wrestling event being held in, in that show, oh, in that man. building. Um, so we're like, this, this has to be, this has to be a joke. So we drive the opposite way and there's like a little, little town where I have like, you know, shops and everything and maybe hoping to see like posters up in a window or anything. Nope, nothing. <laughs> um, so essentially we drove five to seven hours for a ghost booking, uh, that never actually existed. Um, never found out if it was a, a rib or anything like that, or don't know, but, uh, you know, it was on a Saturday we had, uh, pulled some of our our extra money we had we all got a hotel room for the night and we all just said hey you know what let's just make an, a day of it and so we just hung out for the entire day and drove back on sunday but yeah i guess and i've had that happen to me twice in my oh, man wrestling career so i guess you consider those kind of a uh the craziest story i've been fortunate enough to never and i'll knock on wood now that you know i never really had any you know car breakdowns or anything uh, like that. But uh, that what I would have to say is my, my craziest uh, road story. Well, you're not being ghost booked here on a shot of wrestling. We're featuring you on a whole episode um, right. and people should really follow you on Instagram and on Facebook and, and listen to Jenny and taste of wrestling. Um, but instead of allowing me to do all your plugs, why don't you tell us where we could follow you on your journey? Sure, man. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, I'm around on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. I'm still learning the Snapchat game here. Um, but it, all of my handles on that are at Sean Donovan zero one. Uh, and then if you just go on to iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher radio and just type in Sean Donovan or a genuine taste of wrestling, you'll, you'll find my, uh, my podcast, uh, that is, uh, just starting uh, out again, I think we're about to roll out episode four uh, this week. So uh, if you have a chance and want to hear some fun stories, you can go back and listen to the uh, the first three episodes. And uh, uh, hopefully you'll subscribe and uh, hope we can gain some some good following from it. Yeah, no, and you've got some have had some great guests on it so far. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some, you know, go ahead. Not to. And just to throw them out real quick, you know, it's funny. We talk about um, breakout stars, and, and I again, I have to throw them out just because it dawned on my head now because I just did my uh, my latest episode that will be dropping out this week is a gentleman by the name of Josh Briggs who's out of the uh, New England area. Another another great town, almost seven feet tall, great size. So um, anybody listen to this, if you haven't heard of uh, Josh Briggs, go check out his work as well. Yeah. Well, Sean, thank you very much for joining us for a shot of wrestling uh why don't you stick around uh because we got last call with you sounds good sounds good let's do it it's in the news with michael j putty and the green man all right good job very informative dude it was no shade on anybody else that I've interviewed, but it was one of the coolest people to talk to. Like, just like 
talk about the business. Um, it's crazy how he wrestled. He was not wrestled, but he was in the ring with the million dollar men to the Biasi. That's one of your favorites, dude. Right, yep. That's one of your favorites. So I've been to you on Instagram a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, would you want to take a $100 bill in the mouth by yeah, Tati <laughs> Did you hear him laugh? I'm looking up in the, sty- uh, the stars. Yeah. Awesome, right? Yep. Um, and he's a big coffee drinker like I am, you know, so I, lo- I love him. Sean, thank you so much for for uh, participating on episode 94 of A Shot of Wrestling. And we look forward to seeing you in the future. Uh, Godspeed. Because putty, we got some news, huh? Yes. You ready to go? Let's go. Hit me. Sports il- Ouch. Um, What's your language? Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso reports the sources have told him that Matt Hardy is actually going to have a lot of creative control over his new character. He should. It has the full blessing of Mitch McMahon himself. Love it. McMahon actually uh, trusts him enough to get this character over because the character is mostly known by the audience already, so he trusts him that he can do it, uh, get it over again. Now, the word trust. The way you're using it, like McMahon trusts him. Correct. After you've seen the success of Matt Hardy and the broken gimmick, how could you not trust him? Like you're not going to be like, hey, um, Seamus, I have this idea for a broken gimmick. We're going to totally just finish you off. and um, That's why he trusts him. He he knows he could do it. But I'm going to trust you, Seamus, to do this broken gimmick. No, you wouldn't trust him because it's not how it works. Like no, but obviously Matt Hardy has it wasn't proven. Tra- yeah. No, but Matt Hardy has a, a proven track record. So like the word trust, I, I feel like you'd be stupid not to trust him. Like it's it's a no brainer. Still a Jeff guy, huh? You still a Jeff guy? Do I sound like a Matt guy right now? Yeah, I'm trying to bring you over. <laughs> I, I like Jeff. Let me tell you. Yeah, you do. I, I'm a big Jeff guy. I know. I, I gotta say. Yeah. I, I gotta say. Even even in his worst moments, when he like got all drugged up in fucking Impact Wrestling and went one on one with Sting. Even then, I was like, oh, Jeff, I hope you come back, baby. I hope you come back. Mm. And he did. In other news. According to USA Today, Ronda Rousey is finalizing details that will bring her into the WWE. What? Although not yet officially announced by the E, it appears if she, that she will be making her way to the ring in the near future. Oh, boy. Well, like, during the May Young Classic, they teased the, um, the four, four horsewomen horse. versus the four horsewomen mm. tentatively at WrestleMania 34. Is that what you want to see? I wouldn't mind seeing that. I want to see Ronda Rousey get put over and end Asuka. Mm. That's Asuka versus Ronda Rousey. And the only way you could book it is that Ronda Rousey has to go over on Asuka. Like, let Asuka continue her undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. But Ronda Rousey to has... To win. Yeah. To win. So when? They're doing a four horsewoman match, 34. But when you have this Ronda Rousey Oscar match? No, I would, no, I, that's why I would book for so WrestleMania. Get rid of the four horsewomen thing. I would save the horsewomen thing is money, whether now down or, or down the line. But the Oscar Rousey, there, it's, there's a short window because someone's got to beat Oscar. And I think who, I asked that a couple weeks ago. Like, who better than Ronda Rousey? You know? Conan. Start a good rivalry. Canyon, I mean. Who? Canyon. Canyon who? Who better than Canyon? Oh, God. Uh, in other news. Well, if Ronda, if Ronda does, is finished with MMA, her record will be 12-2. and two. Her last two were losses. Mm. So, see what happens if she makes the jump. 
Seamus, your boy Seamus. Yeah, second time he's coming up into conversation tonight. Arch rival. <laughs> uh, Dave My Meltzer. boy, your, your rival? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it usually works. Dave Meltzer revealed in his latest edition of the Observer Newsletter that Seamus is dealing with a significant injury. And I quote, well, they said Seamus was out of action last week due to a trip to Ireland. He's actually rehabbing spinal stenosis, which actually took out Edge and Steve Austin. Yeah. So you got to be careful there. That's nothing to fuck around with. Yeah. He's supposed to be wrestling this week on Raw. So we'll see what happens. Got a speedy recovery. I think that's something that is, is it chronic? It, you just live with that? Yeah, I think you right? live with it. If you, you can't make it worse. I mean, but sh- then again, Sheamus has had a good, what, 10-year run with the WWE at this point. He's been years? world champion. Has, has it been Grand Slam champion? No. No? I mean, but so. he's been Don't world champion. He's been tag team champion. Um, I think he's he's done great things, and I think he he's is more over now than I, than he ever has been with working yeah, with Cesaro. Stupid. And he has, he's actually looks like he's having a great time. So I hope that it doesn't completely end his career. But um, if it does, I hope he has enough time to put it to end in the right way, at least on his terms. In other news, something to make you happy. Ooh. Okay, I know you're getting bored of the WWE news. Let's give you some other news. Indie news? Sort of. <laughs> Access TV has announced it will air a three-hour special featuring the biggest matches from New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom Whoa. 12 on Saturday night, January 6th. At a two-day delay, though. Michael J. Putty, you're, you're getting me really excited. Leading up to Wrestle Kingdom 12, yes. Access TV will air an eight-hour marathon of oh NJPW God. starting at 12 Eastern. MJP? Nine. W? Pacific. What? Did you say MJPW? No, NJPW. Oh, okay. Episodes in the marathon will feature matches that set up the main card at Wrestle Kingdom. Wow. Like, well, again, I asked this question wow. asked last year. Do we, need to, uh-huh. do we need to watch the first 11 to get, you know, what's going on with 12? No, but you, you may need to be caught up with, with like, storylines, like, who these people are. Like, oh, then I don't care. You know? I'll watch it. When but P. it's the same. It. I mean, we've had this discussion before. It's the same reason you're not so into the independent scenes because you don't know who these guys are, what they're doing with the storyline. So it's great that this access. What is it? TV access. Access TV. A X S TV is giving you the access opportunity, TV. which is basically what Michael J. Putty doesn't like about the Indies because he doesn't know the guys, yeah. he doesn't know the storylines. Well, and they're for, different storylines every while promotion now. you go, but. So this will give you the Super opportunity to learn yeah. a little bit about what's been going on in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Michael J. Putty, breaking news. I'm trying to organize a, a Wrestle Kingdom sleepover. You want to come? Nia Jax is in the news. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me guess. It's going to be uh, the CM Punk kid, the bullies, the ring rats. Right? Are you just inviting people over to my place for a sleepover? Well, you just said, because I figured those are your boys, right? You're, those are your, that's your, that's your you're, clique. You're my boy. You're my boy. No, no, no. I'm not sending out an open invite, but it's an open hey, invite. If, if you want to watch Wrestle Kingdom with the Green Man, um, it's going to be a late night. We're probably going to get some beers, crack a You're not going to go to a, yep, I like wrestling's viewing party at Legend for Bar? Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Nah, I don't think the bar's going to be open that late. Well, it's tw- no, it's that's for live. The Access no, yeah, TV is yeah. doing No, no, no. I want, I want to be live. I want to be, I want to watch this kingdom live. Anyway, in other news. Nia Jax. Thanks for declining, by the way, dumbass. Unrespectably declining. Yeah, totally. Asshole. Yeah, totally. Uh, don't you that sounds to be surprising. In anyway. other news. Nia Jax for the fourth time <laughs> is in the news as WWE apparently started a possible romance storyline with Enzo Amore and herself. Wow. 
it is being reported this will be a comedy storyline, duh. And will also lead to her being on 205 Live. Another reason why they're doing the angle is because W officials want to give Naya something to do mm. while Absolution becomes a dominant force in their war, the I raw women's division. I got that. Basically, they want to get her out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's a dominant force. No, right? yeah. Absolutely. I think it works. Um, what did you think about... Uh, maybe we'll save we'll for... Save it. Yeah, we'll save it. Go ahead. In other news. Speaking of Absolution, according to the Dirty Sheets podcast... What's up, guys? Hey. The pairing of Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Paige were not originally being going to be called Absolution. What's up, Ryan? Vince wanted to call them PMS. <laughs> Paige, Mandy, and Sonya. Dude, he's no, Despite gone, the fact that in the 90s... He's like he's, There was PMS, Pretty Mean Sisters. Oh, my God. With Terry, Jackie, and uh, the other chick. No. But didn't, he, didn't he, like, mistakenly do um, the yes. sorority? What was that? The the tap-out sorority? The, the submission sorority? It was the same thing initials, too. Yeah, it was the uh, tap-out. It was, like, something yeah. submission. Submission sorority. Sorority. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And it turned out it was a porn. But pretty, he, like I said, PMS was been used already. It's read that he uses, he reuses, he re- Yeah. Reuses. <laughs> there we go. You want me to slap you again? No. Oh. <laughs> so that was what happens. Um, in other news. Yes. Yeah, okay, no, There's a lot more to that story, but way, who cares? Uh, Matt Morgan revealed in an interview that he the was... The blueprint. Yeah, very good. Nice. He, um, there were plans for them to be revealed as Kane's brother. Ah, who cares? In other news. Oh, Wait, they, who's, who's Kane's brother? Does he have a brother? He has a brother. His, his name is uh, Undertaker. Yeah, but it's going to be like an, Kane's brother. But the Undertaker's Kane's brother. Yeah, I think it's going to be his mom's son. Oh, so that... Damn, his like, mom gets around. But I think I think Paul Bearer, I think Kane and Undertaker are half brothers. Okay. So this would Kane, be half brother as well. That's what I'm saying. So Kane's mother got around, right? Then so did Undertaker's mom too. Yeah, the most de- women do. The demon seed. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be Kane, uh, Abel. Will <laughs> <laughs> that have worked out? I don't know. It's a little too comedic. But. Yeah. In other news, Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer uh, get- Kurt Angle. Earl Hebner oh. recently spoke to Sports Illustrated about wanting to finish his career with the WWE. And I quote, I would love to go back and finish my life in this business right there. This man has always been good to me. He gave me the opportunity to do what I do and be who I am. I would love to go back, if nothing else, to have one more match and say thank you to everybody for what you've done to me. See him going back? I don't think so. Um, as long as they have a good padlock for the uh, warehouse yeah. where all the memorabilia is kept, I think he's, he's that, got Ricky? a good shot. <laughs> in other news. We've announced that it's going to start running 205 live events starting January 8, uh, 2018. They'll be featured in small venues, much like the NXT events. Something okay. you go see? I like it. Something you go see? I like it. I no. like it. Do you? No, I, I think that is definitely something that's one of the things that Slow build a could be wrong with the 205. Like it went too too big too quickly. Like the XFL. Yeah. And mm. I think the, the small venues. It's a great analogy, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think, I think you're right. I love it. I love it. See what happens. Good job, guys. Thanks. In other news. Also announced this week was the annual WWE Week on USA Network. We should have a shot of wrestling week. What do you think about that? Yeah, okay. Raw on <laughs> Monday, SmackDown on Tuesday. Wednesday will be an NXT on USA oh, for the nice. first time ever. Very cool. And Thursday with a tribute to the troops. Cool. Starring Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, nice. That's okay. the guy who got who got put through the table by Kevin Owens a few years ago. That's right. Also was a guest host on Catfish. On a great episode. Really? Yeah. Nice. Fucking bitch. In other news. Got two more stories left. And then happy notes last week. And then the depressing yeah, note. Yeah, we did. So let's, I've been depressed all week because of that. Story of my life. 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be honored with a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He doesn't on have one yet? December 13th. I thought he had one. The Rock joins Vince McMahon, who was inducted back in 2008. As the only other superstar to have a Walk of Fame star. Good for him, man. I hear you got to pay for, for your You have to pay star, for it. Right? You got to be nominated and paid for it, yeah. Yeah. So. Anna Martinez, producer of the Walk of Fame ceremony, said, Not only does Dwayne have a great personality and talent, but he also does a great amount of philanthropic work, which is part of the criteria for earning an immortal star on the Hall of Fame, Walk of Fame. Hmm. Awesome. I said philanthropic without messing up after the shots of wrestling. And finally, here we go, buddy. Luke Harper recently left the international tour of last week. Oh, why? Of Lima, Peru, and Mexico. How come? It wasn't sure at first. Okay. But we can announce he left the tour early due to his wife going to early labor. Oh, good for him. Which has resulted in the birth of his son. Oh. So we here at Charlotte Wrestling, uh, great job, happy Luke. couple. Yeah. Any, I think he has a bunch of kids already, but any advice? Any advice for someone? The Carper, yeah. Brand new baby. I think he should give me advice. You know, I'm the one. You say he has more than one kid. I think so. What? In case he doesn't. In case he doesn't, um, spend time for with your family because kids are growing up really quickly. This past year with my son is he's going to be uh, one in January. So much happens. So much from him. Like my 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 boy could give me five. He's starting to walk. He could say "Mama, Papa." He could, he's crawling. Like you want to be a papa? Huh? You want to be a papa? Well, I, I think eventually it might change. I gave you. Else, but. I gave you Jimmy Fallon's book. Guarantee my first child's words gonna be "Dada." Dada. Obviously, you didn't do it. I'm not white. <laughs> <So>? <laughs> That's a gringo. That's a gringo. Dada is gringo. Like daddy. Hello, daddy. Gringo. No, I don't think so. Gringo, daddy. Oh, that's so. a great wrestling name for someone. Gringo Daddy. Yeah, you would think of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, there's we've I've done a lot with work. I've done a lot with a shot of wrestling and I've devoted a lot of time. But the days that I am off, they're so, they're solely dedicated for me and my son hanging out. And like he he's the best thing ever. He really is. Um, in other news. That's it. Wow. Well, congratulations, Luke Harper. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. All right. How was Raw? Raw was great, dude. I'm a, you what know me, uh, what else is new? Yeah. You know, there are, there are times where I say Raw is good, but Raw was great. Okay. This past week. It was great. Um, so I only so had, now I know when he calls something great, it means it's subpar. What? You didn't agree? No. Yeah, but you're a SmackDown guy. You're, you're, it's like, it's in your contract not to agree with me about this. Apparently it's a lot of things anyway. <laughs> but at least I watched Raw. No, Raw was good. I watched it too. Um, there's, I'm just going to cheer tonight. Okay. No heels. I got several heels. No heels. You could fill in on the heels. Why will? Why will? <laughs> just because I think that the heels... All right, yeah, go ahead. Come on. All right, the heels, uh, whatever. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, go. All right. First of all, everybody's talking about it, so let's just lead off with it. Matt Hardy is back with a broken game. Well, you should end it with that. Okay, no, 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 no. It, it is the top story really? of the yeah, week. Yeah. 
Everybody's talking about it. Everybody is fucking creaming their pants over it. We talked about it a few episodes ago where it, it, is it too late? Like if something happened yeah, with the broken gimmick, like do people still care? Obviously people do. Obviously people do. they do. though? Yeah. Obviously people do. And I'll tell you why people do because the episode before last week where he was doing the delete, delete in the ring and, and mm-hmm. showing that, oh, maybe the broken gimmick could come back. I thought it would be like a slow build. Nice. Yeah. I think the fans weren't ready for it to be that slow build. Right in their face. Yeah. Like, it was like, don't tease it. We know the gimmick. We know what it's all about. We want it. Give it to us. You know? I don't want you to tease it that you're going to give it to us. Just give it to us. And this past week, they literally said, here it is. Take it. And one of the best things that I liked about it, this goes back to when Matt Hardy was in in TNA and he was doing the broken gimmick, and we had, yeah. and we had the Wyatt family going on a rivalry with the New Day. And remember, they had that uh, Twitter yeah, yeah. feud where they were inviting each other like to the compound and going into the. Didn't make that connection. And I'm like, this is exactly where you needed to pick this story up from the fact that these two had like a Twitter war or an invitation to get into each other's faces. And finally, and also finally, something good for my boy Bray Wyatt, you know? That's what I was going to ask you. Um, Bray like Wyatt he hasn't done shit. Bray Wyatt hasn't done shit. Since being champion on SmackDown. He sucks. No, uh, come on. He does no. No, He sucks because he does nothing but lose. No, come on. Come on. JoJo sucks. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I hear she's now, He's going into no. a feud that he's going to lose again. Mm. You can't bring back Woken Matt Hardy only to lose, lose. to yeah. a loser like You're Bray right. Wyatt. No, no, no. I mean, Bray Wyatt has this losing streak, but yeah, he's the since, one. It, this is not for the step out of it. But it, but it's all it's all character. the The character of Bray Wyatt could continue to lose, but he's still the eater of worlds. Is he though? He is. He doesn't. He is. So, like, I asked, who cares about Matt Hardy? Is it too late? No. And apparently. I said, I was Matt Hardy guy. I didn't care. Yeah. I'm ready to eat my words. Yeah, <laughs> I am on. I am on board for this. I was did you like, like how they did it? I loved how they did it. It Came off perfect because I was ready. I always fast forwarding. It was a Bray Wyatt promo. I fast forward. I, st- well, I had to stop. I had to rewind. <laughs> well, now, was Matt Hardy interrupting his promo? Was it mm-hmm. because he never reacted to what he was saying? Right. But I liked how it was done. I like Bray like Wyatt's the, a perfect match for him. Do you like the laughing? Because that's something that was going back into the news, and you were saying how the also seems a little goofy. No, but how Some, the E trusted him with the gimmick. Yeah. That felt very Matt Hardy in the broken gimmick. Oh, it, was good. it didn't feel like WWE decided, okay, Matt, this is what you're going to do. So you're going to laugh. Like crazy, broken Matt Hardy style laugh. It was like, no, like I'm going to tell you this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> that was yes. great. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what happens next week. Oh, you're hooked. I'm hooked. That's though. it. You're watching Raw. I love it. Raw's better. No, it's not. I always um, watch Raw, though. But let me tell you why Raw is better this past week because. There's a formula that I really wish that oh, the God, that Monday Night Raw followed consistently, and take this episode as fo- an example. They do f- follow a formula. Okay, boring promo to start off a match. <laughs> They'll lead I, to a match later on. I think their formula should be: you have three hours, invest those three hours in great matches, like great wrestling matches. Expect them, you know? No, because SmackDown doesn't have the time. SmackDown has two hours. Yeah, they work. To do shorter matches, like they do great things with the less. Yeah, time. they do. They do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock it down. They do great things though. with less stuff, but 
we have more time on Monday Night Raw to deliver those clinic matches, those like all-star matches, that those matches that you could even call match of the year. And that's what they did, should be delivering on Monday Night Raw. Why? Because they have the time to invest in it. So that's exactly what they did this past week. And they won the crowd over on paper. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan. Great. I'm going to fast forward the shit out of this. One. Oh, you missed out. Great match. Exactly. Great match. Well, no, Jason Jordan. No, but on paper, you would say, I'm going to fast forward it. But they built it. That fucking match had two freaking commercials on it. And I still wanted more. I wouldn't have fast forwarded it because he had great matches with Roman Reigns and John Cena a couple months ago. This mm. guy can work. Hell yeah, Michael J. Putty, this guy could work. And talking about another great work, the other two cheers for the night for me. And it's the other big investment on matches. It was the women's match with Absolution going, uh, well, it was with Paige going against mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss. Um, Absolution on the outside. And then you had, um, who uh, who did you have on the... Mickey James and uh, Sasha Bailey. Bailey, yeah. I thought that was another good match between the, the women. Um, it was good for them. And then surprisingly, one of the things I would never have thought I would cheer on a shot of wrestling about Monday Night Raw, that cruiserweight match. I fast forward to that one. Nah, dude, you missed a great match. The crowd was by the end of that match, they were on their feet, invested on that match. It was great. And everybody who worked that match individually. Fatal four-way. Yeah, individually we knew. They could do stuff, but I think the chemistry of them going in there together, it's exactly what I would want. Um, Enzo, he's really making a turn for this uh, cruiserweight division, isn't he? Okay. I think the storyline is just just working with them, and, and it's working. I got to heal that Nia Jax thing, though. Ugh. All right, so go ahead. Tell me tell me your heels, because I just rode the, the cheers train. I'm fucking excited. Can we excited. heal that Nia Jax thing, but then... Drinking my shot. Because she deserves better than Enzo Amore. She's going to get stuck with this shitty gimmick. Like a shitty guy, Enzo Mori. But then after reading that news of why, I can accept it. She's on my TV screen. You know, I, I'm going to respect your heel for a moment. Oh, thanks. For my time. Because uh, I didn't like it, but I didn't think it was horrible. I just think that they should have gone on a different route with the way her attraction to Enzo Mori is. Like, she's a tough chick. Like, she should have been, hey, how you doing? Like, take control. Like, be the dominant. Like, big girl... Beautiful big girl dominating the little the little mm. white boy, you know? Dominate That's his story, you dominate know? a tall white guy, too. For <laughs> like, Enzo, how you doing? And, like, he being a little scared and terrified, but then be like, I'm doing pretty good. I fucking Nia Jax, you know? Yeah. And also, I was, like, kind of happy not only to see her on my screen, but that they didn't give it to, like, a poster Playboy model type, like, who's not the doing what, anything. Yeah. Because it could literally have been the Carmella and James Ellsworth angle. Something like that, yeah. But on Raw. It's going to be something because it's comedic. It's going to be very similar. um, I'm going to heal. I think you're going to agree with me on this one. Okay, I just agreed on the last one with you, so I don't know. The impressive showing by Elias last week, only to get squashed this week. Hmm. Don't do that. That, 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 Do the same thing with Zack Ryder back in the day. It ruins his momentum, ruins his fan support. Like this guy had a great match with Roman Reigns. Now he's getting squashed. No, I don't like it. You can't go. uh, I'm not going to agree with you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. nobody else can get squashed by Braun Strowman. Everybody else can get fucking <laughs> squashed by Braun Strowman. But I think, uh, I think, I think Elias has has proven he could go. Um, yeah, he can. I love his music. First of all, if he so- ever puts out a CD, I'm, I'm gonna buy it. Don't need to squash him. Um, by the way, get, was like, he a rosebud? I think he was a rosebud. 
I don't know. Maybe. I think, yeah, I think he but was. At least put so up a maybe. fight. Like, Ben Hardy put up a fight against Braun Strowman. Mm. Give this guy some sort of fight. Yeah. yeah. He's going to lose. He's going to get his ass kicked. Please give him some offense in there. Yeah. So, we already decided that Ronda Rousey is going to be the one who could possibly take down Asuka. Don't Who's going to take down Braun Strowman? I asked that question a couple weeks ago. And no who? one's get, who? 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 No one's gotten back to me. So, maybe you ask it. The face of the franchise. <laughs> Maybe we should take a poll yeah. on Instagram and see who is that person. It has to be someone big. It has to be maybe like a like a The Rock. A Stone Cold comes back. Stone Cold come back. Yeah, but the, you know the other thing is they're they're gonna come back, but they're gonna come back to do the, the good the good job and then put him over even more. Yeah, we're trying to see someone who could take him down, not put him over. Mm-hmm. Me, Brock Lesnar. Me, him, and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm. It's gonna be Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns. Mm. Story right. change. Final heel. Okay. Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins. Separate entrances. Mm-hmm. You're tacky now. You're just fucking chill. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know last week? Uh, I know you like the cohesiveness of a tag team. Last week, they took out the burn it down from his entrance. Good. And apparently, not good, set the internet ablaze. Really? They, were, they burned it down. People were pissed. <laughs> Why? People loved it. Apparently, a lot more people love it than hate it. I was pleasantly surprised. I. Was not a fan. Burn it down. I think people probably in the stadium probably liked yelling it with, you know, Maybe. like, yeah. like okay. something that brings the wrestling universe together. Oh, let's get to SmackDown. Ah, oh, SmackDown sucked this week. <laughs> you want to know why it sucked, though? Because this is my you only thing. Okay. I, I didn't think it was that great either. Did you watch it? I, I didn't. There but go. I know there was nothing newsworthy that came out of it. But I knew that they were going to do something intentionally to SmackDown for it to suck. Because Raw was that good. For SmackDown to have something to shadow the broken gimmick would have been bad news. Bad, it would have been bad for business. So, so my heels and cheers are very quick. Go ahead. Going to heal at Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens' opening segi. That was boring. He explained the difference between ringside and non-ringside. But I thought that was kind of funny. And then I was falling asleep. It was boring. Okay. I just don't know why. I don't like these guys. Mm. They don't do nothing for me. They're boring. Sorry. Balkan Skull. From Power Rangers. <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. Follow at Michael J. Putty. Instagram and uh, Twitter. You find out. You know the Bludgeon Brothers facing jobbers? Ugh. We don't need this for months. No, we, please. Already, we know these guys are dominant. It's called the Wyatt family. Remember that? We know these guys. What these guys can do. Just give them a feud right off the bat. We don't need to see this build, slow build. I hate that they're not the Wyatt family anymore. It's fine. I don't care. Going to cheers at 12 Days of Rusev. I love Rusev right now, man. Going to heal the New Day for breaking up the 12 days of Rusev. <laughs> in, English, in English, I like in English. He does a sting. Well, I've noticed it's subtle that nobody else really does. Every time he's singing a song, it gets interrupted. On the mic, he'll go, oh, come on. <laughs> like, usually people like put the mic down or like, say yeah. something. He actually says, oh, come on. And come on. Like, this is my moment. Like, so I fun. don't really get much to do yeah, on SmackDown. I liked it. Like, or period. It's a subtle thing I noticed, and it's great. <laughs> Did you hear. The what I Rus- hear? Huh? What? Did you hear? What the I hear? Ru- huh? What? <laughs> God damn it. Did you hear mm-hmm. the Rusev um, mix to Shawn Michaels' sexy no, song? No, I heard about it. I haven't heard it. Well, lucky for you, I have it for you. Okay. So let's hear it, then let's hear what you think. You know I'm the jungle I mean the lion In the Bulgarian jungle I kind of butchered that line Cause it's the Rusev day Rusev day Yeah, 
Awesome. That was you're, fantastic. You're welcome, Michael J. Putty. That was the greatest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> that was fantastic. I'm gonna have a song stuck in my head all day. <laughs> I know. I know you would have appreciated it. <laughs> I know you would have appreciated it because you do all of our. You're like the Jim Johnson of oh, yeah. a shot of wrestling. Like you do all of our all of our songs. You did the dial it up for love. You did the ending to the show. It's more like a Weird Al then. <laughs> They're parodies. I don't write the songs. Okay. I just okay. write the parody. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. Whoever did it. That was great. Yeah. Props to you. Props to you. Props. Props. You should come on each shot of wrestling and tell us uh, what made you think of doing it. Write song for the Green Man. <laughs> yeah, please. And don't Green let me sing them. I'm green every day. Yeah. Every Okay. Uh, you have ratings. I do. This week's Roger a 2.8. One three million. This is up two percent from last week's two seven five nine million. Raw saw a huge drop of twenty three percent between the first and third hour, though. Raw was number six for the night. Following behind the NFL and ESPN Sports Center, Rachel Maddow, Hannity, and Tucker Carlson. Raw was number three in the eighteen to forty nine demographic behind the NFL and Sports Center. I guess love hip hop is off. You've doing some cocaine over there. It's my allergies. That's oh, all. Oh, sorry. I don't do drugs. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. Dick. <laughs> this week's SmackDown drew 2.493 million, which is up 7% from last week's. Good job. Um, SmackDown was number seven in viewership for the night. Behind the Curse of Volk Island. I was going to say that. Fixer Opera, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, and the Special Report. SmackDown was number two in 1849 demographic behind the Curse of Volk Island. Mm. It's a great episode this week. Was it? What great. is this about, by the way? I've discovered this several times. I'm going to repeat know. myself. Talk it off air. Okay. But watch Remind it. me. Nine o'clock Tuesdays on the History Channel. Follow me. Be, can't repeat Ooh. myself. Hunt for the Zodiac Killer. I, I, I feel like maybe you're going to start your own podcast on the Curse of Oak Island. Uh, I'll, you're I'll so mind. passionate. I wouldn't uh, mind. You have to learn a lot of history. I'm like, I don't want to. Really? It. Yeah. Is, is it like a real thing? Like, because History Channel usually does like uh, no, so it's a real, documentaries. It's a real reality show um, about this. <laughs> Go ahead. This is an island off the no- North Pacific. Okay. That is rumored to have buried treasure in it. Okay. People have been searching for this treasure for centuries. Mm-hmm. In fact, six people have died searching for the treasure. Really? According to legend, there needs to be seven, and the, the treasure will reveal itself. 
There needs to be seven people? Seven deaths. Oh. So they're oh, one away. Fuck. They're one away. And they're doing a reality show for one of these people to <laughs> yeah. die? No. So it's that, just to, them to find the treasure. But one of them has to die. According to legend. To be able to find the treasure. Yep. How many seasons have this been so far? This is the fourth or fifth. Has it been four different groups or is it the same group? No, it's, it's, it's two brothers and they're business partners. They kind of control the whole island now. They own the whole island pretty much. Now it's just them trying to uncover this treasure, find out what's going on. Like the intense. mystery of this island. Ooh. Not only a treasure I hunt. I need to start from season one, episode one. Not only a treasure hunt, it's a mystery historical hunt of what's going on. I like it. It's very fascinating. Yeah. I could see why. That's it. And uh, off All topic. Right. Where are we now? We're done. Go home thoughts? That's it. We we got to the end of the show. This is episode 94. That means we're, holy shit, we're like six away from episode 100. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, to think we're even getting to episode 100, I have so many thank yous. There's so many people to thank. You're welcome. You know? You're welcome. Michael J. Putty, the host, the iron host of the show. That's you, the mm-hmm. iron host of A Shot of Wrestling, who's been here Standing strong for so many episodes. Thank you, Michael J. Putty. Without you, this yeah. would not be possible. Our new connections with Brie Combination Wrestling. Anthony Cole, thank you so much for the opportunity for continuing to work with us. Our dear friend and like big brother to the show, Eric Jaden. Right? Like, I don't even think he's a friend. It's mm-hmm. like he's the big brother. When he's here, he's family. <laughs> That's right, Michael J. You should coin that. I should, right? Yeah, because yeah. when you are here, you are family. And everybody who has come through the doors of Omega Studios um, and given us the opportunity to interview you. I mean, going back from the first wrestler interview that we had, Indigo Child. Um, Padiac. Padiac, Vince Larry Engine, uh, Paige. Yeah. Uh, there's, X-Pac. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many, so many good ones. And um, this show would not be where it is without your support. So um, so thank you. Thank you very much. Are you, uh, are you quitting? I'm not. It just sounds, I'm, it sounds I'm, like I feel very humbled. Ending of the show. No, I feel very humbled and, and thankful and grateful for everything that's happened to us in the first close to be 100 episodes. I'm getting very... Very uh, choked up here. Michael J. Putty, what are your final thoughts? Al's just killing me. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I'm so tired. How about this? You're My big... Christmas is ruined. Why? What happened? My Christmas is fucking ruined. Ruined? Ruined. Why? Ruined. What happened? I got paid twice a month. Okay. Okay. The first of the paycheck goes to my rent. Uh-huh. The second paycheck goes to my bills. Okay. Vicious cycle. I'm, I'm treading water. Uh-huh. My Christmas bonus. Is what Christmas presents come from? Okay, we're not getting that till the twenty second. Holy shit! Oh, not, not to fucking shop in stores like a peasant. <laughs> I am not looking forward to this. I gotta hit the fucking gym. Oh. Bring some fucking boxing gloves. Oh man, bring a mouth guard. I'm uh, not looking forward to this Christmas at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I need to vent the guff my chest. Thank you very much. Oh man, Christmas is tough. Yeah. Can't do that online shopping. Not this year. Can you can't do like overnight? Pay for overnight? Sign up for Prime? I have Prime. You can sign, you can use my Prime, and like get like reduced on overnight shipping. I guess. I don't know. But then you gotta wrap it. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're not gonna see your friends and family like on. Are you gonna see your family on Christmas? Don't yeah. you usually see them like no. a week later? You don't see me till a week later, so you don't have to worry about me. Oh, I'm not. Oh shit! He's not even getting me a gift, motherfucker. Nope. I gave you the fucking show. You still have a host See, <laughs> After you fucking quit on me. You're right. A lot more things to be grateful for. You know what I'm not grateful for? 
Fucking John Cena in the Today Show. He's such a tool. Such a tool. Let's he was get, good on the Tonight Show, though. Yeah. When did he get, like, does he have a permanent spot on, on the Today Show now? No, but he's there a lot. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Is it? How so? It makes me want to call him fuckboy. Because he's so, like, a tool. Like, he's got his cards. He's wearing his suit. He's a monkey. It's like, monkey, dance for me. Dance for me, monkey. It's fucking John Cena. Like, 15-time world champion. John Cena. No, 16-time now. Did you watch him on The Tonight Show? Check that out. Fuck The Tonight Show. He's on The Today Show. Yeah, but talking about Tonight Show. But... John Cena, this is this is below you. You should not be on the Today Show. And I was way I'm gonna admit it was embarrassing, way too old when I realized it was the Today Show and Tonight Show. <laughs> it's like way too old. Like, oh shit, that's pretty smart. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh so uh Michael J. Putty. The show is from the fans and to the fans. That's right. You share your thoughts and something, 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 right? Well, listen, the show could not be without our guests and the people who continue to support us. But the people who continue to support us the most are the people who are listening. If you are listening, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, follow us on Instagram. Oh, you're there. Do you want like rating us? Yeah. Links it and helps comment, out please? a lot. You don't know how much it helps it out. Please. Let's keep building. Five stars, preferably. <laughs> Let's keep building this shot of wrestling um, because it, it really is. your family. It's, it's really from the fans and to the fans. So we're here to listen to what you want, who you want to be on the show. What more do you want? Um, and we're here to give it to you. That's what it's all about. It's all about making wrestling cool again because that's what we're doing. Um, so follow us at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. And uh, we're going to be dialing it up for love with Eric Jaden. Yep. What's that number again? 619-343-3005. Episode will be coming to you soon. To you. No very, questions off limits. Very soon. No. You, you could talk about butt stuff, regular stuff, um, butt stuff, and... You know what Abel wants to do, right? <laughs> more regular stuff. Yeah, just... Uh, so... And no questions too serious. If you're shy... You can email us, the inbox at Shot of Wrestling. We will pass that message along to him for you. Because no one else, I, I hate talking on the phone. Yeah, maybe they don't want to hear your voice, their voice is heard. Yeah, so email us, inbox yeah. at Shot of Wrestling. That's all you got to do. Um, so, Michael J. Putty, um, I thought I did it best, but I think you're the only one who could do it the best. Yeah, duh. For Green Man, for Sean Donovan, I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty, yep. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to the end of the show, and the end of the show isn't as sweet without last call. So, bartender, line them up. We have Sean Donovan back here with us. Are you ready, Sean? I am ready. Let's do this. All right. So, it's a rapid fire question. First thing that pops into your head, and away we go. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, Blue Moon. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Uh, football. What is the best feature on a woman? Uh, definitely her ass. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, wow. I would have to say there's a uh, female model by the name of Ashley Alexis. Ashley Alexis, if you're listening to a shot of wrestling... Follow at Sean Donovan 01. Uh, 
Would you rather be rich in the indies or poor in the WWE? Uh, rich in the indies. What is the best organization that you've ever wrestled for? Uh, wrestle pro hands down. What is the worst job you've ever had? Uh, I worked as a store manager for Radio Shack. Hey. Uh, which WWE era would you like to wrestle in the most? Uh, I would consider the uh, early early 80s to, to mid to early beginning of the 90s. Finally, what is the one song you're most embarrassed about that's on your playlist? Um, wow. <laughs> I wasn't going to make it easy uh, on you. <laughs> Any, uh, I have about three songs from Kelly Clarkson. All right. I like me some Kelly Clarkson. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that was Sean Donovan. Thank you, my friend. And until the next episode. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>